1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, the unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trichicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American-built, American Strong, and the Red 55 Winery in Lindale, Texas. Signature wines of Grammy Award-winning country artist Miranda Lambert and owned by Rick and Beverly Lambert. Sitting around the dinner table with Mr. Johnny Hudman here on the Buffalo Four Ranch in the kind of the edge of the Texas Hill Country, not far from San Angelo, kind of south of Abilene and Johnny, this is not your first ranch. Where'd you, where'd you come from? I mean, how, how did Johnny Hudman appear on the scene? Well, I, I was raised in the big city of Albany, Texas, you know, um, and there's some of those big ranches around there that were not being hunted, except maybe a little bit by, you know, friends and family and, and things like that. They, they really didn't have an idea that, that, that it had any money, you know, any value to the, right. to the wildlife because it was, you know, your brother-in-law comes and he's not going to pay you to hunt. So, started off, my, my first wildlife job was on the Nail Ranch. And I was fortunate enough to know the Nail family and know the foreman, you know, George Peacock was out there, had been out there 30-something years at that time. Yes, sir. And so, they were just thinking about, the, the ranch was in a trust, so they were just thinking about more income more income streams, more ways to, to help the bottom line. And hunting seemed like a perfect fit because the hunting, the, the wildlife was pretty, pretty strong in that area back, yes, in, sir. back in the day. Yes, sir. So that's the way it got started. And that's the way I met Mr. Larry Weiss. 
because we were trying to promote the ranch and didn't really know exactly how to do it. So I started flipping through hunting magazines. Who am I seeing there? Who is this Larry Watson guy? Oh, wait, I know that guy because I, I remember him from when he was a biologist in Adeline. So I invited you, invited Mr. And, and you said, and I said, who is this fellow Jay Wayne Fears? And you said, well, I know him very well. And I said, do you think he'd want to come look at the ranch? And you said, pretty sure he would. Yeah, indeed so that he would. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way this friendship got started. That's the way this uh, business relationship got started was way back when. You know, y'all came out, we went hunting, y'all wrote articles about it, and first thing you know, people know where the Nail Ranch is in Albany, Texas. That and a, and a few other things, but... I had the opportunity as a biologist to spend time on the, on the nail and on the what was then Stasney Cook and also the the, uh, the Matthews Ranch, Lamb's Head, in my years as a wildlife biologist. And you're right, that area had tremendous wildlife. Still does. Still does. Because guys like you, with the, the management that y'all set up on those places. But that was a very special area as far as I was concerned. Steeped in history. You know, going back to Fort Griffin days in terms of the buffalo and Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp and who knows who else was through there. That's right. And it was just an absolutely fascinating area. And then, of course, Bill Cobble, who, what Bill and Cliff Tyner wrote a book called, was it Beans Barbecue? Beans Biscuits. Biscuits. And bis beans, bis or biscuits, beans, and barbecue. Yeah. They covered all the food. They, they, they covered all the food. <laughs> as far as we were concerned, yeah, anyway. Right. And, you know, getting to know you, I, I knew who you were because of uh, some people that we mutually knew in the, in the Albany area kind of thing. And that time when you called, I was absolutely thrilled because I knew what that ranch was like. I knew that uh, it had tremendous wildlife. And I also knew that once I could get you and Fears and me together, we'd probably get along pretty good. <laughs> I'd say that was an understatement. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun since then. You know. we, we truly have. You know, you started way back when you started the Western Hunt. And that was where basically you saddled up at the headquarters. You went up to what, the North Collins? Yeah, Northeast Collins. Northeast uh -huh. Collins. And set up, we set up, there were tents set up. And, right. And uh, we had fears in on one of those. And, yep. and uh, a guy by the name of Anthony Ellis, who was at, at the time a mutual friend of all of ours. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm not sure, Anthony, if you're listening to it, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. We, we hadn't heard from you in a bunch of years. But, I just call uh, and say this is Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> But that was such an absolutely great beginning experience with that. Yeah. Now that developed into quite a quite an operation, did it not? Yeah, it did. That, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, actually, me and Gordon Whittington were sitting up on the side of a mountain one day deer hunting, and, and we were talking, and and we one of us said, you know, this would be that'd be fun to hunt on horseback. Right, country's kind of open, you know, and you can see some of it, and and be kind of fun. Well. Then the wheels started turning, and I got to thinking, you know, this is a ranch. It's a 60,000-acre ranch. We got some horses, and we got a chuck wagon, you know, or we can get Bill Cobble to come over with his chuck wagon. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, sir. And so that's, that's how that got started. And then after I left the nail and Craig Winters kept that tradition going, right. and he, he changed it to uh, basically no scopes, lever-action rifles to go back even more toward the traditional Western hunt. And he, he ran that for a lot of years that way. 
and you know had a lot of you know good times and oh I can absolutely well I knew what kind of good times we had there and you, after you were left then you left the, the nail ranch for a while I did I, I and I, I went over to next door right to Stashney's Cook and uh, when I first got over there it had uh, they had, friends and family had hunted it a lot and unfortunately some of the younger deer had been taken off of there the one the easy ones to to get and everything and so we started back on I started over there and the first year we killed two bucks off 25,000 acres and the next year we killed six and then from then from that point forward we moved up to taking a, usually a trophy and a management buck per thousand acres is what we what we took 25 and 25 and did that for a lot of years of course taking out a lot of does that you know different years you'd have big fawn crops and you'd have to start taking out a few more does next year or two but that's and then you know stayed over on Stashney's for 20 years and until I started my mustache started changing colors and <laughs> the, they, let's, let's, but while, let's, while we're on the, on the Stashney's cook during that time frame was when Albany who was the person that set up the celebrity hunts that were there for a while well it was the brainchild brainstorm of George Harvick as far as I know right. George was president of the Albany Booster Club for the football team and he he came to me one time and he said if I could get a ranch to donate a hunt and I could get a celebrity would you get, would you guide the hunt right and I said of course I'd be glad to and he said the proceeds would go to the booster club which we were thinking you know 5,000 bucks would be a pretty good shot yeah. in the arm for the booster club well that morphed into Jim Kern getting involved and of course Jim Texas Ranger knew all of everybody there and Jim walks in to the clubhouse and he says hey there's a ranch down here at Albany and they're thinking about you know would, would anybody be interested in going down and, and hunting well several hands raised and one of them being Nolan Ryan right Nolan said yeah I'll go so this morphed into asking a a bunch of different celebrities, you included, to come down and hunt. And so all the area of big ranches donated deer to this thing and donated guides and all this. So this wound up, we built a baseball field in Albany that's as good as any AAA field in the United <laughs> States. I mean, it's concrete, you know, dugouts and it's, you know, big lights and all that, you know, a big asset for Albany built that 100% out of the funds from the right. celebrity hunts over the years and it did some scholarship work too right you know but yeah that was that was something that just kind of started as a, a something little and it got into something big it got up big enough that it was taking enough of my time and Paul Ivey's time <laughs> that we had to you know you know we got to work too so <laughs> there are other things that to be done on the ranch well you, you know you're right we had there were all kinds of different people involved in that in terms yeah. of the celebrity like Fergie Jenkins mm -hmm. I, I think at one time I've, I've got a baseball that was signed during one of the uh -huh. events when I was there to where I think there are like five or six hall of famers that signed that thing. yeah 
that were either in the Hall of Fame then or very shortly thereafter right. became in the Baseball Hall right. of Fame. But that was such great times in so many different ways. Of course, we had so much fun. One of these days, I'll tell the story about my missing a buck and hitting mesquite limb that uh, which Nolan Wright ended up shooting the deer a little bit later. I'll be glad to tell that story tell, anytime. We'll, we'll come back and tell that one another time. <laughs> <laughs> You also spent a little time in the Texas Hill Country up there. And I remember getting a call from you sometime ago saying, you need to come up here and look at this property. And the fishing on that place was out of this world. It was. The, the, there was good news and bad news there. The good news was I was ready to make a move. Right. The bad news was I got involved with the wrong people. I know. And I didn't realize We all, we all did. I initially did as yeah, well, too. I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time. But that place was so beautiful it had so much potential and it's still beautiful but that that water uh they dammed up one of the forks uh, the uh, the johnson's fork i think right the i think, river yeah and the water was gin clear oh my gosh you could see the bottom in 15 feet of water and yes. you could see you could see fish it was full of fish had all kinds of uh, bluegill had had all kinds of, I mean, you know, just some big, big old bass. bass. Oh my gosh, the bass some, phenomenal. Coontail moss was, you know, did yeah. great in there. And I don't know of any, but I don't know of anywhere that the fishing's any better. Yeah, you called me you know, down there, and, and uh, it was it was it was phenomenal. The fishing we did. One of the things I remember about the ranch as well too, there was a huge home. It was part of the old Moody Foundation. Yeah. The, the Moody's essentially owned Galveston and all the shipping coming at one time. So he built this house, mansion, uh, castle, you know, 26,000 square feet. 26,000 yeah. square feet. Unbelievable. Great room. Every, uh, imag everything you can imagine and beyond for something that was built like in the 20s or 30s. I think it was built in 1929. 1929. And the reason for that water was because he built a dam and had a little uh, electric generator. Yes, and he he powered that house from that from the water flow of that. It was a really unique place in so many different ways. But where I was going with that is that was during the time frame when I was on staff with the Shooting Times, and every year about August. Our good buddy Jim Bequette, who's the editor, and I'm best with Jim every once in a while. We've had Jim on here, and we'll have him on again in the future and figure out a time to take him hunting somewhere this year. But Jim would call and he goes, oh, my gosh, we need a clothing. We need a, we need a clothing. We're, we need to do a special about all the you know, coats and all that kind of – Jim, it, it, it is August. Yep. It is 110 degrees outside. It's 120 in the cedar breaks. So they'd ship me all these different types of coats and all these kind of things. And what would I do? I'd call Johnny and I said, Johnny, guess what we're doing the next two or three days? <laughs> we had to go into the slow cedar breaks and, and put on all those clothes. And then you'd sop your face from the, the perspiration and we'd shoot photographs. And it looked like you were in some of the coldest imaginable weather. Your face was yeah. all red like it was freezing from cold. <laughs> I remember those times as well, too. And then I had, we had, had this special on like two or three different raincoats. So uh, we got Johnny dressed up in the raincoats and I got to spray in the water hoses <laughs> all dripping. You know, I was wearing hats, water dripping off his hat and all that kind of thing. Get out of all that, and then we'd not necessarily go hunting, but we'd darn sure go fishing when we got finished with it. <laughs> might do that, and we might. Unknown get... caller. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> as you know, this is live. There's no <laughs> yeah. editing on any of it. So, the unknown caller, thank you for being unknown. <laughs> yeah, you're still unknown. It's still unknown. 
yeah, those but, those were those were some times. I then, mean, then you, but you did. You spent a fair number of years on the on the Stasny Cook as well. Yeah, too, and I stayed out what there. What a great ranch. ranch. Yeah, it was. Uh, that, I mean, the Stasny family was so good to me, and you know, I, they let me do pretty much what I wanted to do out there, and they enjoyed the ranch. And that's the, that's the main thing. Right. The main thing is that the family that owns the ranch is not enjoying the ranch. You're really not doing your job. No. Or, no. or that's that's my opinion anyway. No. And they enjoyed coming out there. And you know, Doctor Stashney loved to come out and just ride around and look and see. And 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 when Mrs. Stashney was still alive in her nineties, uh, you could take her out and show her the cattle and everything. She'd just smile from ear to ear. You know, just just loved it. Just loved being out there. And. It was a it was a great ranch. Still is a great ranch, you know. It is. It is. I had the opportunity to hunt it way back when, and yeah. then the, the, the mutual friend of ours for a while had it leased. And I'm not sure whether he still does or not, but I had a good chance to go out there and yeah. in a snow and ice storm and hunt. And gosh, that was fun as well too. Yeah, you and Jim Bequit killed <laughs> killed a deer that I'd been babying over on the nail ranch when I was over there, and you called me. And, or actually the wildlife manager at the time was Dan Walker and he called me and said, you still got that good picture of that deer? Yeah, I need it because we killed him. <laughs> well, might as well, you know, furnish the deer, furnish the feed, the, yeah, and everything, the, and you know. The, and the photo. I yeah, mean, the only thing you did throw the photo in. You might as well. And that was, that Jim shot that with the 7STW. That was when that thing was first being developed and Lane Simpson was working on it and and then uh, he, I remember he shot it and, and a hog, and, and then I got to shoot a bunch of stuff with it a little bit later. But uh, to me, with, there's so much history between us over the years. We, we spent a lot of time, we met some Wayne Fears a while ago, and we did a lot of hunting stuff with Fears, including some turkey hunts, both yeah. in Texas and New Mexico, and did a horseback turkey hunt in New Mexico. And I remember time being there when it was supposed to be relatively reasonably you know, in the middle, not so freezing temperature. And I remember waking up one morning in a tent. Yeah. And that, you talk about cold. I'm not so sure that wasn't the coldest I've ever been during turkey season of all time. Yeah. I think it was like 15, 16 degrees or something. It got down <laughs> it to something ridiculous. It was, it was cold. It was cold. And I remember spending a fair amount of time around a campfire there as well, too. You know, uh, yeah. What great times those were. Uh, and, but there, there's so many great times. We and I have done a fair amount of hog hunting together. We've done a little bit of other kind of hunting together. And of course, white-tailed deer. And in the next part of this, I want to do this as a two-parter. I want to talk about some of the stuff you, where we are right now. But Johnny, you did a bunch of other stuff. I mean, you served during years of Vietnam and, and were involved in in uh, several other things back, way back when. And to me, those all really kind of helped shape you in so many different ways. Well, that for sure shaped me a lot. You yeah. know that that was a, a long time ago, but it's uh, it, it definitely shapes you for for what your life's going to be. Some good, some not so good. Right. But yeah, it's you know I grew up in Albany, grew up hunting and fishing in Albany, um, having having a great time. It was a great place to grow up. Oh, absolutely. You know, Albany's, it had to have been. Albany's, like you say, steeped in history and and some of the good. It's really good cattle country. Yes, and sir. it's just it's just a neat a neat little part of the earth, you know. Got the Clear Fork of the Brazos, you know, coming through there, and all along that river is really stout country, you know. It it truly is. It it in in so many different ways, and and like I said, for cattle, tremendous turkey population. At one time, I guess, still a pretty decent quail population, and of course, white-tailed deer that are huge in terms of antlers compared to their yeah. bodies, and. 
all that other kind of good thing. Now, you're a pretty darn decent cook, but you also, you and your, your wife, Miss Debbie, owned a restaurant in where? In Del Rio. Yeah, we, we had a Zentner Steakhouse in Del Rio at one time back in the mid-70s. And, you know, everybody, every restaurant customer should own a restaurant at one time to know what, what it takes and what, what goes into having a restaurant. It, it, owning a restaurant or managing a restaurant it, yeah. will make a better restaurant patron out of you. <laughs> you know? But a whole, whole lot of different appreciation. Yeah, that's, 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 we, moved, we moved back to Albany. After the After that. restaurant, yeah. When our kids started, when our kids were about to start school, Christy was about to go into kindergarten. Little Johnny wasn't, he wasn't right there. He was two years old at the time. But we, we moved back to Albany and we started, you know, building, getting our family rooted there in Albany because we wanted to raise our kids in Albany. And so glad we did. Oh my gosh, yeah, what a great, of course, yeah. Christy turned out to be just an unbelievable actress and Johnny... I remember getting a call from Johnny here saying, is there any way that you can come in and help me run this hunt? Because Johnny and, and his group, his football team, they're, they're going to state and they're going to be in Lubbock. I immediately said, absolutely, I'll, I'll be there. And yeah. He was, was, and I'm sure if, if he wanted to be, he would still be just an unbelievable athlete. And he probably is still a great athlete. He's he, not playing he, football he, like he is. He's he in very there. good shape right now. Yeah, he, he, he's still a good athlete. One of the things I remember about Johnny, I was on the Stasny cook or Stasny's cook, and we were going to go rattling. And uh, Johnny was going somewhere else, and he said, "Hey, he said I think Johnny will go with you, though." You know, I said, "Absolutely." Look, we went out, and I have never in my life rattled up as many. I, I want to say before the day was over with, we rattled up forty some odd bucks. We had like one time we had like twelve or thirteen bucks around us. And it was absolutely fantastic. And we were visiting with him on the phone. He said, remember that long brow time? I remember that like it was today, this morning. I found a spot where there was a, a, a ridge, a fairly tall ridge, and a creek bottom on the other with water. And so I thought, well, I'll sit down here and rattle. They've got to come one way or they're going to have to cross the water or drive down. I hit those horns together and this buck ran in. And, I mean, he had huge brow tines. And I think Bass Pro used it as a yeah. in their uh, opening for a long, long time. Yeah, they did. And since we mentioned that, years ago when I was on a redhead pro hunting team, I'd come down to do a hunt with Johnny for the TV show. And we, Johnny and I were just being uh, we, us, yeah. you know, just giving each other a hard time about rattling and all this kind of thing and, and uh, rattling up some unbelievable deer and some unbelievable footage. But I think it was that friendship that shone through with us messing with each other that that was the top-rated show that Bass Pro has ever had on TV is those shows that you and I did together yeah. with, with messing with so each other. Fun. Oh, my gosh, they were so much yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, gosh, it, it, there's so many things I, I remember about being on different hunts with you over the years, including hog hunts where we, we chased hogs quite a bit. Back then, I was doing a lot, fair amount of work with Thompson Center, and, and uh, we had Simmons involved way back when as well, yeah. too. And some of those hunts we did with some of the writers beyond ourselves. And, and uh, you know, the thing about it is, though, Johnny Hubman, you need to write a book. It's easy to do. You're such an absolutely fantastic storyteller. We're gonna one of these days. We're gonna just turn the dead gum recorder on while we're sitting around a campfire. We're not <laughs> sitting at the table. That might be dangerous. I'll get no. I think it will be absolutely so truly truly entertaining. You've got a way of telling the story, and your recall is better than mine is, and, and to the point to where. 
sometimes when you've told a story about you and I doing things, you know, I don't quite remember it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that, you're, you're making it sound like there might be some embellishment. No, not, not in say there's any know. embellishment. My, I'm just saying my memory probably isn't as yeah. good as what uh-huh. it used to be. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> probably true. But, you know, we could, I, I think I could write a book on things that you and I have done together. We have. But it, I've, I've often thought, and I've, I actually sat down and wrote one story about one of the, mm-hmm. one of the men I've, I've guided who's gone now, unfortunately, but um, I just sat down and wrote the story and just it, had it on the computer. And Debbie found it. She was looking at something and she found that and she read it and she came back and she said, you need to do some more of those. Oh, yeah. She said, you need to, you know. And, and all, all it was was just telling funny things, uh, you know, about that happened and this and that and the other. Not all funny, but, and it was fun to write it. And you, I tell myself I'm going to do that, but I just haven't sat down and taken the time to do you, it. You need to, you also contributed factor, factor. You contributed several factors, but you also contributed a, a chapter of that first book I did called Paraflat yep, Philosophy. I remember. Yep. The title of which, it's one of those things probably unless you were there or you lived that kind of a thing in the past, most some people, I think, just kind of go over the head. But well, yeah, you called, wouldn't get it. It's called yeah. the well-roped cowboy. Yeah, you, you know, wouldn't, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't know no, if you weren't there. No. You know, now, the ones that were there, <laughs> it was a pretty good account. <laughs> that was one heck of a camp. One of the things I remember about it, I was wearing a pair of old book hunting boots, and I just kind of sat down by the fire and, Kind of when the evening was over with, I thought were, there were no souls left on the bottom of those shoes. You definitely changed the pattern. You could somebody could track you pretty easily after they, that deal because you did you did burn up a good pair of boots. Oh my goodness, Johnny, being here with you has has brought back so many memories, and uh, we. We're, we've, I've got some things planned. You, we were talking about some of the fishing things you like to do, and yeah. I, we're going to get you on a big gar fishing trip, and then I'm going to get you fun. on a, on a uh, uh, big cat fishing trip too. Yeah. And we'll we'll get all that done here before too very long. What I want to do is, if before we go to a, another portion, and another portion being, I want to do a second. Have you come back for our next week's episode? Uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with the Buffalo Four Ranch, which you are kind of the wildlife, not kind of, you are the wildlife manager and the hunt manager and, and a very dear friend of the, of the owners uh, and, and do so many other things here. And you've got a lot of things planned as well, too, in terms of all the experience you've had in the past in terms of habitat manipulation and all those other kind of things that you've told me about. But if somebody wants to get in touch and learn more about this Buffalo Four Ranch, and we'll come back to it next week, but uh, what's the best way to learn about it? Well, it's it's Buffalo and the number four. Right. Buffalo Four Ranch. We do have a Facebook page. And uh, the best way to get in touch with me is my cell phone, of course, 325-721-7393. I'm going to ask you to repeat that one more time. Okay. It's 325 721 seven three nine three and i always have my phone with me and i always answer it if i if i've got service i answer the phone yeah unless, than, unless it's while ago when it said unknown caller and i knew it was <laughs> i knew it was a telemarketer so, <laughs> so if you're not a telemarketer yeah, you can go yeah. sure get in touch with johnny and i would highly advise you to do so this buffalo four ranch is just phenomenal in so many different ways and again a big part of it is, is Johnny being here, and uh, of course the food is out of this world good too. And 
And if uh, the, the cook isn't around, then I got a feeling Johnny's doing the cooking sometimes too, such as the steaks we had the other night. And those were, that, that may have been the best steak I've had in a long, long It well, is the best steak that. I've had in a long, long time. It's the best steak that I can recall having, period. So <laughs> thank you for that. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring Johnny back next week. And uh, the only thing I want to remind you of is that uh, I've got a book that's out. There are actually two books out. One was called Campfire talk with luke clayton and the other one is called uh deer addictions and that's a book i wrote about a bunch of different deer hunting from all the way up in canada down into mexico the different species and for the time being they're available through uh sporting classic books but if you uh, can also if you wish you can also go to um, catfishradio.org and that's c-a-t-f-i-s-h r-a-d-i-o dot o-r-g and there's a little icon there to where you can order those books all books are autographed and have a look at them i I think you might enjoy them and uh the next step as far as i'm concerned with books is to get mr hudman here to to start working on his and uh we'll figure out a way to get it advertised as well there as well too but come back and join us right back here next week on dsc's campfires and uh, we'll tell you a little bit about the hunt that we just completed that johnny and i just did DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by The Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas. Habit, our gear, your adventure. The Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, Burnham Brothers Game Calls, and H3 Whitetail Solutions. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.